0: Going to start from scratch if that's okay with you.
1: <laughs> Janine, okay, we're going to start from scratch. It's good. <laughs> we trust you. <laughs>
0: okay, we've got a brand new song. I love this time of the year. For some reason, I don't know. It's like, um, August, September, October, it brings out the juices, or maybe everyone's got money this time. It's far away from Christmas or something. I don't know, but we seem to have lots of music that's landing on our tables, and some of it is really good, like the one we're going to listen to up next. We will sing. It's by Beyond Music. And then the lack of thing about being on radio is you get the people together, make them sit, <laughs> and then talk to them, find out who these people are. So Lindry and Jason representing Beyond Music. Hi, guys. Hey, Jermaine.
2: Hello, Hello, everybody. Okay,
0: Lindry, we're going to start with you. Introduce yourself now to someone who's never met you before, don't know your personality, what you do for a living. They don't know your family. If they've got to get to know you and you've got to give (laughs) them a snapshot, who is Lindry today?
1: Uh, I am married. Lindry is married to Jonathan Atkins, the best husband that you can ever get. <laughs> we have three beautiful kids, uh, Nathan and Lika and Matthew. They're all still in primary school. And I have the privilege of being in full-time ministry, leading Every Nation Willows Church with my husband Jonathan, but also oversee our Every Nation churches within Twane, the music teams, the the worship leaders, and just everything that's happening In regards to music, that is who I am. I am also a big foodie. I love a great eggs benedict with a soft poached egg on a Friday morning and a great flat white. That is who I
0: am. You know, my husband, he watches these cooking shows and everything's got a term and a name, an official name for it. Now, And if I didn't see the pictures, I would have no idea what they're talking about. But you'd actually know the names, wouldn't you?
1: Yes, I would know every every single sauce or greatest <laughs> or dessert or flowerless cake that you can get. I source them out in Pretoria and I can really recommend the best restaurants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my mother-in-law needs to speak to you. My mother-in-law, when she comes to visit, she brings her own food. Because hers is just so much better oh. than mine. <laughs> she loves me for oh, other reasons, baby. not for that. <laughs> Which brings us to Jason. Jason Ferreira. Jason, okay. Hello. I hear you getting married soon.
2: Yes, I'm engaged to Shanae Hopefully, uh, very soon her surname's gonna change, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> and um I've come from Port Elizabeth, I was born in in PE. So I've got like one Afrikaans joke that I always throw out, and I say to Sir vir jou." But um yeah, my, my mom still stays in PE. my brothers are there, and I moved up about sure, it's ten, eleven years back. And, uh, just by God's grace through ministry and, uh, you know, then ventured into doing my own businesses. So I have a few coffee shops in and around Pretoria and we roast our own coffee. So that's why me and Lindry are friends because she also likes coffee. And, um, yeah. And yes, so guys. also part of, part of every nation for the last three years, four, four years now and been quite involved in the songwriting. And I am heading up the worship team at Moitluaf. So that's my responsibility. But uh, oh, we just have a whole bunch of awesome people in every nation, and we're just great friends, and it's good to – and they love coffee, so they definitely are close to Jesus. <laughs> That's good, in a
0: You haven't even done the <laughs> Hebrews joke yet, you know, the standard Christian coffee joke. Oh, yeah, come yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but we have to figure out whether we are enemies or not. So at what school did okay. you, you know, did you finish? Oh,
2: what were you also in –
0: I come from P. So, simple, so which one's yours?
2: Uh, I'm. Go- I'm uh, were you in Frames B?
0: No, I wasn't.
2: DF Malaba.
0: Is this where you come? DF no. Malaber.
2: No, no, I was in in Grey. Oh, it's a grey PE. You see. Start okay, up. but that's
0: safe. That's actually oh. quite safe. It's not it? It's not in the direct <laughs> okay. line of fire. No, I was an Andrew Robbie baby. So <laughs> it, it does say it. It does say a lot because the rich people, you know, the rich people were in grey. The The middle class, we were in Andrew Robbie. <laughs> oh, Jace. Jace. <laughs> nah, you've got it. <laughs> okay, let's get to Pretoria and life here and making music. Lindry, but I mean you've been making music for quite some time. I got to know you through Retief Berger when he was still when he just left Porestrom and started his whole thing watching two thousand and five w- weren't you part of that first band that still went and made music with him
1: yes i've I've been in music since two thousand and three full time so I studied in Salambosch and then Four years after that, I moved to Strum, met up with Ratif, where he also got me and my husband connected and uh, married us. And uh, yeah, so we've been journeying a long time in music, but I've been part of a few late kills gigs. I've been part of gigs, group uh, gigs, Daukurdag with Yati and Ilse De Beer. So I'm in a part, yeah, I was part of a few music productions. So I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm a musician <laughs> and a mom and a lot of hats that I wear, but I, I've been in music for a few years and in ministry and on conferences as well. So it's a massive privilege for me to do what I love. And I feel that God has called me to do, yeah.
0: Well, obviously, Ritif uh, also has a heart for music, but every nation specifically, is known for its mandate about discipleship, which should actually be every christian 's mandate, but it 's something that that the church is known for activating people for discipleship. How does that focus look in the music team? I mean when you when you overall over the music teams in swane mm.
2: what's what 's important
0: mm. to you when it comes to making music in church so i
1: 'm quickly going to jump in Jason then you can join. Yep. But I think every person that gets on stage has a responsibility towards the integrity that they minister with. And when you are a musician, you serve on a public platform where people see you. And we trust that every person that gets on stage with, in our church are in a discipleship relationship where they get foundations out of God's word, being kept accountable and grow spiritually um, before they get on stage. So before every musician that comes for an audition gets on stage, they first go through a process where we get them to get connected, get them through our victory training, where we just have a weekend where we chat about specific spiritual and um, just spiritual foundations out of God's word. So it's important for us, for every person before they minister, they are first a son and a daughter in the house. Not according appointed to their gifts, but just for who they are in their character, their relationship with God. And then we then we let them serve first of, or after that. So that is just what's the heart about any musician serving. We want them to really be rooted in a discipleship, one-to-one, connect group with, with leaders.
0: Jason?
2: Well said. I think Landry actually said summed up everything so well. I think for me as well, like I'd always been – because in 2007, I was over in Hillsong for a for a year and um, just did worship and creative arts there. And um, coming back, I was always involved in, in many different ministries or many forms of ministries. And so uh, the thing sort of latched on to me where, you know, I would be involved in a ministry because of my gifting and not necessarily because of, you know, the road I'm walking with the Lord. And that's what every nation has really – Sort of brought firmly forward in my life is that, firstly, they we, we care about your heart, we care about what God's doing in your life and the foundations, and then from there you can build because, um, you know, you a gifting is one thing, but you cannot you cannot fake um, you you cannot fake the movement of the Lord, and that's way more important than a gifting or oh how you function, and it's way more sustainable, mm-hmm. and I think it prohibits a lot of people from burning out or feeling that like they have to be at every single service or every single activity this is a lifelong calling and um, you know being involved in a family is just you see the fruits of it so yeah it's been an amazing journey for me and um, yeah I yeah, well, I think Lindry summed it up so well is that you, your gifting is not, is not connected to your calling you are first called as a son and a daughter in the house and then you're mm. gifting after that the
0: thing is, yeah. and what, what, what I see happening in churches many times, and it, this is sort of handled with discipleship, is that we put stuff in place originally. So we do this with the best intentions. We want you to have someone that you walk with, that can see that you find, fine and everything like that. Or we put structures in place um, for people to qualify. Yeah. It's like we've got an initial focus that we want to feel that this person is going uh, to be adding to the whole and it's got the right heart and that kind of thing. But the rest is pretty much based on the assumption that you're going to stay fine, you know, that you're going to stay in the word, stay accountable, stay serving, uh, whatever. But it's, it's not followed up. And therefore, 20 years down the line. It, it just fell away. I mean, life happens. <laughs> and as life happens, you've got more at times that it's more a priority and other times that it's less. And in the less, sometimes it just falls away. So discipleship, literally, if that relationship stays in place, then if it's important enough, then it keeps you at that place where that when you feel down, there's actually someone who will notice. Isn't it, Lindrye?
1: I think because we get together weekly, the men and the women separately um, in our connect groups, there's definitely accountability and your connect group leader will check in with you. You, They will see you on a Sunday service. They will see you at prayer. They will see you at the connect group. So it's really important for the people to stay faithful. And I think first and foremost, we are all called to be disciples before we are a musician, before we are a mom, before we are a work um, colleague. God firstly calls us to go therefore and make disciples. That is the mandate on every person's life. And out of that, God gives us gifts to influence the world. But, yeah, it's really important for those people to stay connected. And if they're not faithful with attending the group, it's not a legalism thing. It's a relationship. God calls us to love Him. And if we love Him, we will value Him with our time, being available to get discipled, and for Him to use us in the world. So that is just a value that we Keep people accountable to not a system or a legalism thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is you do seem to want really good musicians if you actually have auditions for people to start ministry <laughs> Do you only use the best? What's going on here?
1: <laughs> Jace?
2: <laughs> I like how the ball talk to me. Um yeah so I think it's it's important that you know in the scriptures, David writes that he, he played skillfully unto the Lord, so you know often there is a, a bit of a misperception and can be in, in churches that we sort of put anyone on stage because we need to fill a fuller role. But I firmly believe that that you know our, uh, what we do is we, we first want to get to the heart of the person, so we recommend that they do victory track because we, we fundamentally work on all their foundations and believe they want to be part of the worship team before we even start skill. The skill you can you can always teach, you can always develop, and obviously you get different levels, so you have to work with a lot of grace because people are coming and they're bringing their gifts, and you develop that as well, but at the same time, there is a congregation that needs to be led, and if the music is falling apart practically we can't oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: Ja, het Okay, so this is by dit is kant. Ja. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, gaan aan yeah,
1: so I think for people to to play skillfully is very important because we serve a congregation. We don't want them to be disengaged with with what's happening because the people are not skillful. But I think there's also a place you audition a person but also give them a platform if they don't make the audition to get developed because we are passionate about church planting and we raise worship leaders, we raise musicians because every single um, season God adds musicians, but they are going to get sent within the next four to five years, maybe to an international church plant or a local church plant. So we believe that every person can be developed if they are just available to be developed. And auditions is important, but we don't just take anyone on on the team, but also create an opportunity for them to get developed if they don't make it. Refer them to someone that can maybe give them vocal lessons or drum lessons. So we really want to equip every person to serve.
0: And I can only imagine that it makes life easier for you if you are the one responsible to make Sunday work, worship wise, to have someone who'll be mm. easy to work with, easy to rehearse with, who'll find it easy, who can flow easily. Your, your um, level of proficiency literally helps with the efficiency of everyone.
1: Yes, uh, it is. We you, you need to develop them, and it helps if you have like efficient musicians that can flow, but we work with volunteers. We don't have hirelings that just come in and we pay them a fee to give the best music. We really want to work with any volunteer and give them opportunity. I think sometimes we tend to get the excellence side and the perfectionism side. We invest in that to get the greatest, best service on a Sunday for people to experience something. But then we don't develop our own local people. So it's important to have that balance, to do it in excellence with the volunteers, to develop them um, so that we can really use every person in our church that they feel
0: they're adding a value
1: to the spiritual family.
0: Jason, are you back now?
2: Sorry, I'm back. I'm back alone. What was the last thing that, that was said? It's okay. She,
0: she, finished, she finished that question for you. I'll just, I'll just take it one okay. step through. I'll just take the next one then. Fantastic.
2: Um, so, Sorry, she, man.
0: I'm also curious because having been part of church processes for such a long time, you see what happens, the practicality of all of yeah. this now. Nah? Um, and because I don't know why, but in church, we really don't like conflict. We don't like upsetting anyone else. <laughs> and, and especially if it's in a relationship where there's a team, you want unity, you want everyone to be happy because we'll just flow easier if everybody is happy now. Nah? But now you start yeah. noticing and because you're in relation because it's discipleship because you're part of a community one starts knowing more you know and um and i found that because we try and get around conflict many times the uh, some important things aren't handled and aren't addressed just for the sake of unity and for uh, it's just easier not to do that is it easier when when in a discipleship relationship, I assume like Paul and the people that he was discipling, he didn't have any problem being very straightforward in love. Um, do do you still have that boldness to be able to do that? Uh, or do you see this happening as well?
2: Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a great question. I think, uh, you know, we have to stick to certain principles that we as Christians believe. And, you know, in this day and age, we, we are, I think, even more than ever, we've, we're confronted with um, social media and opinions and things that we need to firmly stand against. And I do believe that God has given us a, a spirit of peace and sound mind. And so when we're working with people, it is a sensitive uh, topic because you don't want to lose the person. So you want to confront them in love, um, but you also don't want to lose the person. And I think often when it's done outside of relationship that's when it gets tricky so i think when the more relationship you have with your leaders all the people in your band um <sighs> or you I mean, I mean even just on this panel between me and lindry she's said something and i haven't taken it up personally because i know art for me is to become a better musician or a better leader and so I think you have to have a, a teachable mindset as well. Um, But as a leader as well, that you have to just watch how you communicate um to your people because you love them. And and um, the scripture that stands out for me is God's kindness and, and mercy leads us to repentance. So it's never a thing of you coming to convict someone and you want to tell them how to do things. Your kindness and mercy must lead the person to repentance and realize there's room for growth. But it is a difficult thing. And I'll pray for you when you need to handle it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's just, yeah, I think it's a, it's a hard thing in church in general because we're so mm-hmm. serious about keeping our masks in place because, you know, it, felt, it feels like um, criticism. Much easier than yeah. it feels like uplifting criticism, you know, um, to, to build someone up. That's a very hard thing to do. And, and sometimes it's even yeah. in your personality to want to rather avoid... Conflict, but at yep. the end, it's more important for to, to present someone like Paul said that he presents um, his people to be married to the lamb, that he presents them as faultless, like Jesus presents us as faultless. But I still think it's a very hard scene. But we, get, we gotta get to the music. I'm having such great conversations with you guys. We have to get <laughs> to the music itself, Lindry. Beyond music, uh, who is this? Tell me about the people.
1: It's- so Beyond Music is a group of songwriters that has been seasoned in songwriting over the years that we'd got together, I think, three years ago. And we just felt like we wanted to serve our local church, church with songs that we can sing within our services that will be anthems over our church, prophetically just declaring what seasons we are in and calling that over our church. So it's a group of five or six songwriters that gets together we had a songwriting retreat last year. Uh, we're trying to get them together, but all of them also have a, a full life. <laughs> but we are passionate just about writing songs for our local, but also global church, our every nation global church, and serve them with songs that we can sing.
0: Okay, so who wrote We Will Sing?
1: Jace, you can...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, was so, good, so, was this, yeah. um, so we write quite a few songs. I'm actually trying to think now. This was the one that we started in Carolina, if, I, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So this, that,
1: that was the two songs that we, we, we started to work on God is for us last year that we released. And yes. Jason, I teamed up at Carolina and we did the yeah, two songs, right. but the team, yeah, Jason, the team refined
2: it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so we started off and I think the first session we had like the verse and chorus basically Mm. nailed down and that was so awesome because we sang it and it felt so right. It was actually not the first song that we released but um, Mm. going back uh, the past year we felt, okay, it's the right time to release now. And and then mm. directly after the one session, I remember we had lunch and then we came back and then everyone sort of wrote that bridge together, mm. which was very uh, powerful and very, uh, yeah. And then from there, we sort of went um, and we did these live sessions where we all got together as band and workshopped the song together. And that's really where the sound actually came out of. Um, so the whole time we're trying to, you know, involve as many people as, as possible to get the the sound of every nation and the sound of the worship team. So we don't copy another band. We're not just trying to be another Ethel or Hill song. We're really trying to get mm-hmm. our own unique sound out. And, um, yeah, and then from there we went into into studio with Gideon Puertas, who was an amazing producer as well. And he, but I think the song, we literally we literally got it down in about a week, Ellen, I think so. Yes, it was quick. It was very quick. Um,
0: It sounds like so much fun getting together, doing these workshops, having people who love music and creating. And oh, this is a nice sound. And what about this chord? And no, this lyric will work better. If you say Carolina, was that then on Stella's farm or what?
2: Yes, it was, actually. It was the, it was the closest form we could find.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the closest one, normal. Although there's lots of creativity in, those be- in the beauty around her, I must say. Okay, wow. wonderful. So, Lindry, I'm going to listen to the song now. I'm going to play the song, and we're going to listen to the song. What's the message that you want me to get when I listen to the song?
1: I think the message is just people gathering, gathering with one focus to lift up the name of of God. We will sing. It's a a song that we sing together as a congregation, as fellow believers, with one aim, just to lift up the name of Jesus.
0: Right. And then also, um, if people want to connect with the ministry, with um, Beyond Music, just with whatever you guys are doing, where do they go?
1: So we have a Facebook page, an Instagram page. We have also an email address where they can email it, but all the all the link tree links, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everything, if you search beyond music with an exclamation mark, just uh, turned around, the music, the eye of the music is an exclamation mark, turned around, ZA they will see us on all those social media pages.
0: How do I put that in? How do I turn the exclamation, oh you mean the I is Oh, sorry, sorry. Yo, yo, the I is an exclamation mark. <laughs> sorry, Janine. <laughs> so I put it's in Beyond Music easy. and the Zik part, the it's I a, is an exclamation mark.
1: No, sorry, it's like a millennial trick. You, you, you take the exclamation mark, a millennial, and they can turn everything around. But I'm, I, no, it's just that the I is an exclamation mark. Sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you you music, just get my age away, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Alright, oh, now I just learned something people, we'll do the millennial thing going forward, but first <laughs> we gotta hear this stunning new song, it is called We Will Sing My Beyond Music <laughs> okay, okay. okay, so if you wanna just connect with us, we have
1: A lot of different social media pages, but beyond music, the I of the music is just replaced with an exclamation mark. So beyond music with an exclamation mark on Instagram, on Facebook, on Linktree, on Linktree account, you will get all the different connections to the YouTube pages, our email address, our charts where you can download our songs as well. So if you just Type in Beyond Music with an exclamation mark. You will get hold of us.